What's up, everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office desk for now. Uh, we are coming down to crunch time. We've got about 27 days, so I got to be out of here. And so, uh, been moving stuff, shuffling rigs, sending things out. Sent out travel all yesterday and a couple of rigs down to my folks and stuff like that. So, uh, anybody curious about what's happening at the shop? That's we're we're still shipping parts and, um, you know, doing our online sales and, and we're parting out some trucks, but a lot of the work on customer rigs have stopped, um, just so that we can move. Um, we are doing a little bit of stuff here and there, but otherwise, yeah, it's, uh, kind of stalled out. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, it should be your Saturday, um, cause it is my Saturday. Had a, uh, had a night. Um, <laughs> my voice sounds weird. It's went to a, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what you call it. Rockabilly slash punk show ska last night. Went and saw, um, the Delta Bombers and the Voodoo Glow Skulls and Reverend Horton Heat. Um, so did a lot of yelling and whatnot. Uh, the lovely Josie accompanied me on that, uh, on that outing. Actually, she purchased the tickets and, uh, I paid for dinner and drove, so I think I think we about broke even. But uh, anyway, if I sound a little funny, it's uh, it's because of that. I know I'm uh, I sound funny anyways, but uh, yeah, a little extra funny. So, um, what do we have going on? Uh, birthday cruise March 16th through the 19th, uh, Route 66, running it um, west to east starting in Bakersfield, California. Uh, I've nailed down, I've decided I am taking a 1970 travel all, four-wheel drive half, excuse me, four-wheel drive half ton. Um, it's not the most stylish for a trip like this, but it is the most practical and the most functional, uh, being that we can sleep in it, keep our gear in it, you know, if we buy something, it'll be safe, relatively safe. Um, got the capacity to tow if I bought something that needed to be towed. I don't know what's going to happen on this trip. Probably nothing of that sort, but uh, just having the travel all means having the um, option. So, and this one has a 304 uh, automatic, 373 gears, 31-inch tires. So I think it'll cruise pretty good. Um I'm probably, you know, I'll be lucky if I get 12. I mean, my my 200, so I had a 74 200 that had a 345 and a four-speed uh, and 410 gears and 32-inch tires, roughly. Uh, and I I tuned that carb. That a Holley two-barrel that I had <clears throat> jetted for this elevation, had a good air filter, had good exhaust, had a HEI conversion, um, you know, DuraSpark in the distributor, and then uh, GM ignition module and GM epoxy coil and all that. And uh, that thing averaged about 13. Uh, so I think the travel all is a little heavier 
Um, I mean, the 373s will help, but we're going to be on the highway, you know, going faster. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting, interesting trip, but I would love, you know, if I could settle in at 12. Um, and it's only got, this travel only has one tank, has the one rear tank. So our fuel stops are going to be kind of few and far between. So, um, I mean, the opposite of few and far between. We will have off, often fuel stops. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, for right now, that's the that's where we're at. That's what we've settled on. So um, Josie and I are going to start working on that pretty soon because the interior definitely needs a, a woman's touch. <laughs> she wants to put some... Uh, like curtains or something in the back so that when we're sleeping in the back, uh, it's semi-private. So anyway, um, that's the plan for the birthday cruise, uh, March 16th through the 19th. Uh, the next event is uh, IH Western Regionals. That's April 26th through the 28th, Calico, California, which is just a little bit north of Barstow at the KOA campground. Um, Binder Bash, June 15th, Clayton, Washington, Clayton Fairgrounds. Rocky Mountain Rendezvous, Kremlin, Colorado, July 19th through the 21st. Uh, the National Show, Troy, Ohio, Historic Troy Airfield, August 16th through the 18th. And then the Sierra Fall Rally, uh, October 4th through the 6th at the Nevada County Fairgrounds in Grass Valley, California. Uh, I'm not sure which of those shows I will be attending uh, just because of the move and stress and everything else. Um you know, Nationals for sure, and Sierra Fall Rally for sure. But everything else beyond that, I don't know. And so, today's show, I have like three hours of sleep in me, so this could get questionable. Um, people ask me about, uh, semi-regularly, the um, models of pickups um you know the a's the b's the c's the r's l's s's all that um i am the first guy to admit that yes i have several l's r's and s's in the yard i'm not the most knowledgeable about the early 50s stuff you know like the the split window stopped in like 53, I want to say, because I've got a 54R here that does not have the split back window. Um, but I had a 53 for a while that did, I believe. So um, a lot of this stuff is going off of memory and my brain's fuzzy right now because I just didn't sleep much. Um, so... You know, there's differences. The cabs are very, very, very similar from 50 all the way to 56. Um, minor changes inside. Uh, gauges got a different look. The early, earlier um, trucks had the, the round gauges with the IH in the middle of the needle. And then later, the R's and S's got the... Uh, uh, green circle in the middle of the needle little just subtle things like that the radio plate got added um, in the later 50s just you know minor stuff 
like that. I know the 50L series, the door hinges were hidden. I believe it's 50. And then 51, they popped out. I'm sure I'll get corrected on this too. Um, but there's one year of L series, and I believe it's the early year that has hidden door hinges. And then after that, they pop out. Um, so if you're looking at a truck, you know, I'm sure it's going to have a data plate on that lower kick panel. You can uh, eyeball it and see if, if there's any information there as far as years go. Because um, there's some weird stuff that happens with titling. And I think I've covered this before, but it wouldn't hurt for new people. International rigs got yeared when they were sold. When the title was printed is what year they claim the vehicle was. So even though, and this happens a ton, you know, you've got a 65 that's technically a Scout 80, but it didn't get sold until mid to late 66, and it's titled as a 66, people, you know, it's not a 66, it's a 65. If you look at your line set ticket, you look at the build sheet, it has the date on it when it was made. So, you know... Um, and there's always the, the model year changeover happened in like September or something like that. I, you know, so, so it's, it's possible to have an 800 that was built in December of 65, but, you know, it's an 800. It says 800 on the dash. It's got the different badging, whatever. That happens too. So there's some weird crossover confusion, you know, that goes into them so anyway um like i for example i have my 45k that was purchased by the the army i believe it was army and it sat on the uh um what do you call it not the base uh armory i think it was at the armory the dalles the dalles oregon and then was sold at auction in 1952, purchased by an old farmer, and he owned it from 1952 until I got it about five years ago, four years ago. The title is dated 1952. It's claiming that the truck is in 1952 because of the government owning it before. And when I got this truck, it had the troop carrier bed, and it had, you know, no heater, um, just a lot of, of, you know, and of course it's a war truck, so it's got no chrome. Uh, the emblems are tiny uh, and they're painted. They're not, of course, they're not shiny or chrome. Uh, very base model budget truck. Um, but anyway, so there's some weird discrepancies in the titling versus what year they actually are. Uh, and some of that just comes down to sleuthing the line set ticket. Uh, the older stuff, the 50s trucks, it's harder to get those line set tickets. They just either didn't keep track of them or didn't save them or, or whatever happened. But, um, you know, the, the farther, the newer you get, the more likely them having a line set ticket for it is. But, um, you know, there's a big change from 56 to 57. Um, that's a weird model change because they actually drug the 56s all the way into April of 57 um, because the anniversary model, the changeover to the um, 
from the S series of the 56 to the A series of 57. Um, they, you know, the Golden Jubilee pickup, which was the half ton with the fancy bed uh, and all that, um, that was a 57. And uh, so they had a, a weird crossover in there. Um, so it is it is possible to have an S series that's a 57, but I don't know if they're if it's true or not. You know, I mean, I've seen people claim they have a 57 S, uh, and they could, um, but they also then go, oh, well, I don't have a line set ticket, or I don't know when it was built, or the VIN tag is gone, or whatever. So it's kind of it's kind of up in the air, but. Um, yeah, the 57, the A series, it's when they switched to the single, they got the headlight with the little eyebrow on it, um, and, uh, you know, changed the dash completely, it has like the pod in the middle, big rectangle thing, and, uh, you know, the cabs got bigger, 57, the frames changed to accept, to get ready to accept the V8, um, you know, I think... 58, 57, 58 is the uh, first year of the 266, if I remember right. Because uh, I have a 59 here with the 266. Um, but every, all the other ones, all the 57, the 58s that I have in my yard now are all six cylinders. So I, it's hard to say. I, I know the frame did change, but... Uh, they were probably preparing for that V8, but just I, I haven't seen one. But it's possible that they're out there. Um, you know the the beds. So the the normal 57, 58 A series had well, there were two beds. The Golden Jubilee bed, which had these like pointy tail lights, like a like a Cadillac or a Buick, um, and then um, there was the standard bed, which kind of had the flat end caps. Um, they called it a fleet side bed. Uh, kind of had Scout 800 style end caps. Um, and then there was the step side bed. Uh, and of course, everything came in different lengths. You know, you could have a short box or a uh, long bed. Um, you know, I have here, I have a 58A uh, long bed step side. There was a service truck for a gas station. Had has AAA painted on the door and stuff. Kind of neat. Um, but then 59, uh, 59 and 60, they switched to the B series, uh, which has the four headlights vertical, uh, and a big weird rectangle grill. Uh, the cab is still the same though, as the 57, 58, the still use the same cab and, uh, the, um, a lot of parts changed over. The dash changed. The, the layout of the dash changed a little bit. Um, the gauge layout changed. Um, you could get the automatic automatic transmission in those. Um, you know, of course, we can't forget the 57 was the first year of the Travelette. They only made 17 three-quarter ton four-wheel drive Travelettes. In, in 1957 um, so there's what is it I think Brody Keller uh, kid on Facebook is like tracking them 
So every time one pops up on Facebook or Craigslist or somewhere, um, he you know takes tries to get photos of it, get details, and I think they've accounted for thirteen of the seventeen. Um, but I trust me, I always have my eye open for them. Um, so yeah, can't go, can't forget to mention that the Travelette. Uh, creation in 57 and so that made international the first uh company to make a production pickup i know they only made 17 but in uh 59 and 60 uh they made 666 uh truck uh, travel ads so i know that's a funny number um but it was given to me i did not read it in a book i received that from a very good source so i'm going to run with it but, uh, yeah, they made 666 travelettes, uh, and that's half tons and three-quarter tons uh, in 59 and, and 60. So, and that's what I have. I have a 60 B110 half-ton two-wheel drive travelette, and it's a three-door. It's not a four-door. It's a three-door. So it has two doors on the passenger side and one door on the driver's side. It also has a factory service bed, um, which has had the IH tag on it and everything. Uh, I have the books here. On ordering your IH truck with the service bed, so it, it was a factory option. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a dealer add-on later that I know of. Um, maybe it was. I'm, maybe they delivered it as a chassis, but um, it's an I. It was IH installed, so you know, I guess you could call it factory. But uh, yeah. Um, so that was a, a changeover again to the B series, the fifty nines, um, you know the the travelettes and and the dash change and the headlight change and um, you know there were more V eights. I saw there was more more rigs started having the two sixty six in it, and then the three hundred four. I want to say the three hundred four came out in sixty one, but I'm probably wrong on that. Um, again, it's just what I've what I've seen come through here and what I've read around certain places absorbing this stuff over the years. Um, so, you know, the B series, the frames were the same, cabs were the same. And then 61 was kind of a big change. Um, so they went to, they stayed with the four headlight front end, but it had, the headlights were horizontal now. And it had this concaved kind of mesh grill that's kind of cool. I kind of like it. You just don't see it. It was only 61 and 62. Um, so kind of neat. The dash still had the, the 50s style dash with the pod uh, in the, you know, above the column. And the da glove box is in the middle. Um, you know, kind of just interesting little things like that. Um, but the um, the cabs were the cabs used the same glass, the same size door, uh, a lot of similarities, um, ex at least externally. The difference is the um, from the B series to the C series, because the sixty one and two were called like a C one hundred or C one ten or C one twenty. Um, they lost the step in the floor. If you look at a B-series cab, 
there's a step, almost like an internal running board. Uh, and then in the C series, they lowered the floor, I believe, to make it all the same height, uh, no more step. And so um, you know, a lot of that stuff changes over. That's why a, a windshield will work all the way from 57 to 68. Uh, windshields are the same. Side glass is the same. Um, you know, the door handles, the chrome changed some, trim changed some. Uh, 63, they went through another redesign in, on the interior, went to the round gauges, um, and, uh, you know, different heater controls laid out at the dash. The glove box ended up on the passenger side, um, more of the flat dash that we're familiar with. I have a YouTube video that goes all about the 63 and 4 because it's only two years of that style. 63 and 64 have some quirky things. The dash is different um, as far as indicator lights, the uh, hazard switch, uh, heater controls, just little little things that are, are slightly different. And then, and they also started changing models. You know, they were uh geez they d they changed this is where i i kind of drop off a little bit the they they dropped the like 120 and and 100 and 130s and they changed it to like 1200 1100 1200 and then they went like 1200 a and 1200 b and then you know 1200 d because they got back to c in 68 68s would be, you know, a, a 1,000C. Um, but across the board, most people just refer to the entire 60s run as C-series um, because the general layout is all the same. Um, so, you know, so then, and, and so 63 and 4 have a little bit different dash, a little bit different stuff. Of course, the grill, <clears throat> the grill is different. And the valance is different. It's actually cast or stamped in a way that it can only accept that 63 and 64 grill. <clears throat> and then uh, 65, they changed the valance and the grill again to the whalebone. That's what I call it, the whalebone style uh, grill, which just is the vertical slats with the international in the middle. Um, the dashboard changed again with the indicator lights. The hazard switch got moved to the column. Um, various things like that and that remained 66 to 68 remain that style they introduced the deluxe interior package which was a travel all thing but kind of carried over to the pickups had different style knobs had different um, markings around the the control knobs and uh, little things like that the gauges had different faces there's a gray face and a gold face uh, the deluxe and then the glove box door will say deluxe on it if it's not deluxe it'll say custom uh, and I think there's another one that just says international I can't remember but uh, 68 also had some interesting an update with the 67 and 68 had the same grill and then 68 got headlight bezels and the marker lights the orange marker lights on the fender uh, that's 68 only that did that um yeah i think and then there was the pickups also had some trim options that changed uh, so 
they uh you know the every year there seemed to be something changing um but the general overall truck and i know levi at old iron is dealing with this right now somebody put like a 64 cab on a 68 frame but put like 67 grill in it and you know there's like the wiring harness doesn't match the the engine harness doesn't match the dash harness and like all kinds of stuff like that that there's interchangeability to an to a point but yeah every year something changed so you got to be really careful about parts trucks that you're buying or if you're buying parts on the internet and you're trying to interchange stuff um you know and then everyone favorite changeover from 68 to 69 was the D series the D 1100 1200 1210 1310 whatever um and if anybody doesn't know those designations are the weight like the the class rating so an 1100 would be a half ton a 1200 would be a three quarter ton a 1300 would be a one ton and then i've never ever seen a 1400 i i don't know if they exist or not i don't even think i've ever seen a listing in the book for a 1400 but I have seen 1500s, and those are like borderline medium duty. Um, you know, they still have the truck cab and whatnot, but they'll have either 17.5 or 19.5 wheels, and they'll have a different wheel pattern, and they'll have like an RA15 rear end, um, which is a big mother, stuff like that. Um, and if you listen to my Daydreamer podcast from the other day, um, that's what I want. I would want my travelette would be a fifteen hundred um, travelette. So <clears throat> anyway, um, so in sixty nine they co- totally redesigned. They went to the square body, uh, single bar grill. The dash changed. Got Scout style, um, Scout two style gauges. Well, I guess I should say the Scout twos got the pickup style gauges because <laughs> they changed to the to the flat style. Um, just everything. I mean, it's a completely different truck. It is. There's no shared similarities from a 68 to a 69. Uh, just it's a whole different truck. And um, again, then they started 70, 71. You saw subtle changes in the grills and um, the interior. The dash layout got a little different. The heater controls got a little different. And then... Uh, 72 and 73 got another grill change another dash change wiring update you went from in 70 it was still externally regulated alternator 71 they changed to an internally regulated alternator um you know and then the final change in the pickup run was 74 to the 200 they changed they dropped some numbers and they went to the one Hundred. God, now I'm thinking. This always confuses me, and I'm sorry. I'm supposed to know this stuff, but in '74, it was a 100. '75, it was a 150 uh, for the half ton model. The three quarter ton stayed at 200. They were 200s. There was not a 300. There was heavy-duty one-tons that were still badged as 200s, but um, they were they were definitely one-tons. I had a 200 here that had the Dana 70 front. 
RA15 rear, you know, 488 gears, that whole thing. Um, so they did some weird badging stuff. Uh, again, the dash has changed a little bit. The big change was a different frame, uh, suspension layout. They had disc brake front axle. Power brakes were, I believe, power brakes were standard. Um, you know, just a big, big change um, in in the D series then in '74 and '5, which makes that model pickup one of the hardest ones to find parts for, because they only made it for two years and they were different and just a lot of weird, a lot of weirdness in that. So, and then everyone knows they stopped making the pickup in '75. Uh, travel all too. Full travel all and pickups cease production in '75. So there are a couple guys floating around out there that I've heard say they had a '76, but again, it was a title issue, not a manufacturer issue. Um, so you know, if we jump back a little bit into the pickups, there was an option for like independent front end. You know, the 1010 uh, D series would be a um, torsion bar A-arm front end. And then in the in the 74s and 5s, they went to a coil spring A-arm front end. It rides really nice. I really like it. But the parts are obsolete and hard to get. You know, steering parts and stuff are weird. But they had an independent suspension all the way back into the 60s, um, maybe even late 50s. I don't know if I've ever seen a, a B series with independent suspension. But I, I know I've seen early C's. I saw 61 with, with A-arms and torsion bars. So they had that back then too. So, you know, little little changes, little updates. Um, you know, the A-arm stuff wasn't as popular, so there's just not a, as much of it floating around out there. If you were buying an international, so many times it was a work truck. It was just for work, farm work, whatever. So it was either four-wheel drive or it was just a built two-wheel drive with an I-beam front end and whatever. So to see these luxury model, you know, the, the A-arm front end torsion bar stuff and the fancy deluxe package interiors and stuff, it's you don't see as much of it. Um, and you could obviously tell that International was not building luxury trucks. They were just doing the best they could. <laughs> so, But they were still nice. I really liked my... Uh, my 71 was a deluxe, and it had... Uh, the buckets with the center console um, and and that sort of thing. So it was cool. But anyway, hopefully, I'm sure I just buried everyone with tons of stuff. And I'm sure I'm half wrong about most of it. But um, that's what I remember about the pickup model changes. So uh, hopefully that helped. Hopefully that gave you guys some information. Uh, I'm going to hang it up for today. Thank you again. Thanks for following along. Um, you know, and until next time, don't forget that I love you.